What is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. It's day three. Um, today, I kind of want to break down, like, you know, breaking into the limitless version of you, the ultimate version of you, who you're really supposed to be. Um, you know, I always say, man, I work at a casino. Um, and in working at a casino, uh, it's like a psychological experiment. There was a lot of last year where I was like watching people gamble, you know, um, not only watching like people gamble, but watching rich, well-off people gamble, watching people who hit the jackpot gamble, watch people who were those things gamble until they were those things no longer. Um, and it's always a surprising twist of fate when somebody actually goes down to the bone, when they actually go down to the end of the line. Um, and a lot of that time I was spending like looking at it in a judgmental way like man look at you like you're gambling you're throwing away everything like if I hit the jackpot I would go on a vacation if I had the jackpot I would do this if I had 20 grand I would be in Cancun if I was, had 20 grand I would be doing this that and a third um recently you know I was watching a video uh posted by Owen Cook you know the pickup guy I look up to the most um and one of the things he was talking about was the opportunity cost of everything that we do and he was just mentioning in his life the kind of splits in the roads that he has to face and the opportunity costs associated with each. You know, um, you know, like when you get a 10K mastermind, for example, there's some of the examples he used, a 10K mastermind or 50K mastermind or 200K mastermind, the opportunity cost is always the next tier, you know, and people pay those amounts is what he was saying um, for the exclusivity of them because it takes the type of perk because they know only it's, it's like a moat. You know, they have like a, they, they, I think he said they have like an expensive private uh, air lounge in one of the, you know, airline companies that costs $500. And it's just, it just gives you extra coffee and extra bagels. But the benefit of it is that you lose out on $500. But whereas the opportunity cost of $500 would be to connect with people who would do that for the sake of doing it because they value the exclusivity of the space. It's a different tier of people. It's the opportunity cost you lose out when you save $500. And he's mentioning all these, to me, outlandish examples. He said he just put off a one-on-one client. You know, and these people pay him hundreds of thousands, you know, because the opportunity cost of having an hour of his time back, I mean, having an hour of his time taken was like, you know, he could spend 200 or 300 or 400 grand to go on a trip to Alaska because he's planning a trip to Alaska. And so there are these outlandish opportunity costs where both to an ordinary individual sounds like paradise. But to me, I mean, but to him, they were like, you know, um, very distinct um, splits in the road because of where he was in life and because of the quality of life that he was living and the quality of life that he desired. You know, um, you know, even in terms of 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 dating, you know what I mean? Like he said, like his dating life, the way he dates. You know, um, how he found his last girlfriend is he went to a bunch of clubs in the area um, and he just met a bunch of people, hundreds and hundreds of people. And he would invite them all up to his mansion party and it would be all party and mansion. And then he would whittle it down with time. So let's say it's 100 people. Then he'd invite 50 people to the next one. Then he'd invite 20 people to the next one. Then he'd invite 10 people to the next one. He would just socialize with all of them until he whittled it down to five serious contenders. You know, and this is from thousands of people or, or hundreds of people, whatever the number was. Um... And then he would do a series of exercises with these people to kind of differentiate who was the person that was optimal for his life. You know, because opportunity cost of good. I mean, the good, when you choose the good, the opportunity cost is great. When you choose the great, the opportunity cost is excellence. And there are so many tiers that our life can chase. There are so many ways that our life can go, like so many levels that our life can go to. 
Um, and some of them can be beyond our wildest dreams and wildest expectations. It's kind of what was demonstrated by that. And for us, for me, it was just so easy to like look at people and say, like, look, man, you gambled 10K and you lost it. You know, what was the opportunity cost? It, it could be anything. It could be simple and simple as relaxation, hedonism. You know, because that's the first thing that comes to my mind as a person really living on level one at the lowest tier. Um, but there are so many different ways that you could split it up. And, you know, when Owen Cook had brought to light, you know, some of the opportunity costs and some of the split paths in front of him, it kind of shined a light on how crude my lifestyle was, how to crude the, tier, the tiers of decisions that I was making and the level of differentiation that I was exercising was. And it kind of made me realize in the same way you see somebody who's gambling, for example, and you see that they might be hooked on it um, and they have all these opportunity costs, they're squandering the potential of their life because the quality of their decisions um, is following the paths of their addiction. It made me kind of realize like even in my life, if I exercise extreme differentiation because the opportunity of cost of good or decent is better or great or excellence, um, it kind of made me realize like in a lot of different ways. I was squandering my own opportunities, um, you know, the peaks of my life, the very greatest moments, because I was defaulting on a lot of scenarios uh, because of the subtle, you know, because I wasn't exercising my brain and differentiating between the subtle, you know, differentiating the subtle differences between things, uh, between opportunities. Um, and so looking at my life, I realized, and this was a lot of last year, the arc of last year in the podcast kind of talked a lot about this. A lot of my life at this point, um, is really looking at, you know, one of the things he always says, when you see someone out in society and you see them doing something you don't like, think about where you do that. It's kind of observing where is it that my addictions make me helpless to advance? Where is it that my addictions are blurring the lines because my addictions are quote unquote benign? Where is it that I have to exercise differentiation and realize, you know, the opportunity costs of my addictions? Okay. And so that's kind of actually why I rebooted the 30 day challenge because I kind of went on, I kind of tripped out these last, you know, month or two, you know, and I, you know, I think my, my, here's the thing. And this is why it's kind of hard for me. My average, my, my standard is I think top 25, if not top 10 percentile of people. Like when I eat bad, I don't really eat bad. You know, when I, when I gain weight, I don't really gain weight. You know, when I, when I, you know, um, when I do things poorly, it's done at a greater standard than most people, I think. You know, don't take it from me because I am me, but it's just how I feel about the decisions in my life. And because I can compare it to most people in most people's lives, um, and, and some of my, my, my addictions, they seem benign. It makes it so that it, it enables me to make the decisions over and over and over again because, you know, the, 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 the wave caused by these decisions isn't outwardly obvious, you know. Um, and so take like small addictions like quote-unquote small addictions which reap massive toys in your life like masturbation something like that or something like fawning over you know pretty women you know which is something that's super common like as a dude it's something you probably do every day you probably spend a lot of your days think about it something like scrolling down social media um something like posting on social media to get pops the dopamine you know what are the opportunity costs or something like eating like like even a benign fast food you know, um, what are the opportunity costs of each of these events and how deeply do they impact what it is, you know, the end goal? How much do they take away what it is away from what it is that you actually want in life and actually want to do? You know, um, in, in life, oftentimes, I think I felt like, like, why can't I be more? 
Like, why can I? Why do I always feel like there's a wall? Like, it feels like there's a physical barrier between me and the decisions that I want to make. You know, uh, there's a there's a um, there's a poet. His name is Michael Lee's, my favorite spoken word artist, and he says, you know, it's your life, but it's even though it's your life, it's still never quite the one that you want. And that line kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because it's like, it's like. All the things you think that you should do, all the things that you want to do, there seems like something disabling you from doing it. And these are the decisions you make every day, the defaults that you live every day, but it's never quite the ones you want. You never quite have ownership over the things that you do. You never quite drive the hammer and you know the nail into the wood at the exact right angle, at the exact right pressure, and the exact right strength. You're not living optimally. The ultimate you, who you really are, isn't really showing up every day. And it kind of makes me think, you know, about the the tech world and big expensive products and things like that and if you think about it like like something like a tesla like these scientists are in a lab all day trying to like reduce the drag coefficient of the wind with this design to make the battery go extra 100 miles just by this slight by a slight change if you look at the top one percent in the world of basketball players you know when they shoot the shot it goes in half the time if you're a really great shooter like steph curry in order to get half the time he had to go 110 percent all the time in every single different way and so the simple examples that I bring up a lot last year is like, you know, um, like food. Like as a singer, if I eat a cheeseburger, you know, the, you know, the grease coats my throat. You know, the fat clogs my pores. The fat, you know, uh, you know accumulates in my body. The amount of calories, it, it, if I eat it, you know, it stores excess glycogen and, it, you know, shows up as fat on my body. You know, and that, you know, uh, fucks up my image. You know, and so it's these small little subtleties, these small little tweaks. It's like a, a flip book that if you flip throughout time, it places you in an entirely separate location than where you were supposed to end up because you made these small decisions, because you had these small addictions still clinging on you from the past and the way that you were raised. Um, and I don't know, I just think it's important, like, you know, when, even when you talk to people one on one, the obsession over something, like the, the addiction for me, like one of the biggest things this month is like the addiction of, of, of sex. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily having sex, but the idea of sex and the idea of 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 basking in romantic love. Like, I obsess over it over and over and over again. And that causes in me a sort of neuroticism. And that neuroticism, it shows up in conversation. It shows up in everyday life. It shows up in my thoughts. If you look at my brain like a pie chart, like 90% of it is like love, sex, attention, like these different things. And because I obsess over it so much, and I value it so much. That desire slows down the enactment of the intention. You know, um, I read this book called Levels of Energy. And one of the things is kind of like this. One of the things he says is like, you know, here's intention versus desire. You can desire to raise your hand, but nothing will happen. But if I say raise your hand, you'll raise your hand. It is a movement without desire. It is pure intention. And that is why you've never had trouble raising your hand. Because it's easy to do because you don't desire it. You don't want it. You just intend to do it. And intention is a lot more powerful than desire. Desire is like the drag coefficient on intention. And the more you desire things, the more you become neurotic about things, the less you're able to actually do them, the less you're able to actually act on the things that you want. And so it shows up in your conversation. And like a flip book, the sum of your conversations is not very beautiful. It's not very magnificent when it all boils down to it in the end. And so I think I'm just searching for the ultimate me, the optimal me. And I, I, I found it in peaks. I found it in moments. I found it in sessions. And it's been beautiful. It's been glorious. All of us has a celebrity inside. All of us has a pop star inside. Especially even like a social like a social genius, a social mastermind. All of us has one inside. But a lot of it is, a lot of that light is dimmed out or snuffed out 
because these like the like the the addictions that we we partake in it's like a fine coat of dust building up that eventually turns to debris and sediment and makes the sand or makes a beach or makes the ocean over top of our talents over top of who we actually are and until we start to trim down these things step by step by step um and i've never been consistent enough i've never been consistent enough and this time I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm going to be consistent. No, I'm finally going to break through first 30 days, then 60 days, then 90 days. And I want y'all to come along with me. But one of the points that I'm making is like, look at the ways in your addicted, addicted. Like this month, I'm not watching any porn. I'm not going, I, I delete my Instagram. I'm not going to be on Instagram because Instagram is like a funnel towards pornography for whatever. Because everything on Instagram is like, oh, she looks like this. And she looks like this. And she's slim. And she has the fattest booty. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's a cesspool of sexual imagery. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not where I want to be. You know, um, that's actually a beautiful thing. It's really cool in its own right. But you know, the, the you know, the way it impacts my life as a whole versus where I intend to be. These are, these are, these are two separate pathways. You understand what I'm saying? And so I'm cutting that out. Um, bad food, you know, unnecessary sugars. I'm cutting it out. Um, you know, lack of like bad sleep, lack of exercise, lack of time dedicated to my craft. I'm cutting those things out. Um, screen time on my phone in general. I'm not going to sit there and just be listening to music, having a screensaver for my life, having a screensaver for my thoughts and ideas. I'm going to be here. I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to be direct. I'm going to go and I'm going to be direct and, and, and act out the things and break through the barrier every day. Intentionally break through the barrier every day and do something weird or awkward. Something, anything that's out of the path to break that pattern. The pattern of complacency. I have to break it. And so that's what these next 30 days are really about. And I want you to join me around these 30 days. I'll talk about a lot of results. I talk a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the tactics and strategies and things I learned and how it affects me socially. But uh, yeah, I'm just doing it again, man. I want you all to follow along with me. And man, this is probably one of the best episodes I ever made. I really love this episode. But um, yeah, that's that's what's happening. And um, you know, I've been I've been doing this for a while now at a great level. But let's take it to the next level. And a lot of the ten, you know, the really the steps, you know, and how it transforms you socially, you can find it. Uh, I have a program coming out on July twenty first. Um, it's like a course, but there's a lot more to it. It's a course, and it has one-on-one coaching if that's something that you want to partake in i know a lot of people that follow us are are like social and a lot of add-ons and downloads that absolutely blow your mind it's coming out july 21st it's called it'll probably be called something like the 10 keys to social mastery or something like that um so look out for that it's going to be a mind-blowing program it's the best program of its nature because it doesn't teach you how to be social it just removes the things that are blocking you from being social naturally. So when you do less, you get more. You just stop doing a few things and you can be yourself all the time. And you yourself, you're funny, you're charismatic, you're great. Just trust and believe. And it also sharpen up some of those things that you want to sharpen up. Sure, it teach you a little how-to tactics and strategies. But you'll be surprised how far you go just really enabling yourself to be the person that you are around, the people that you love. You're super charismatic, super funny all the time. And so that's the difference. Like what your most coaches teach you, like, oh, get 100K, all this stupid it's complicated but this is simple july 21st look out for the program the 10 keys i'm not even sure if it's 10 keys but that's just the name that's just the title so with that being said it's dallas and social skills for dummies and we're going to be consistent 30 days 30 days then 60 days then 90 days we're going to be on this trajectory the entire summer um and so we're going to open up the program for the first time for two days and then it'll close it's limited to 50 people july 21st so if you're interested in prepare july 21st you know, it'll probably be at www.socialskillsfordummies.com. Okay, this is Dallas Trader talking. I'll see you in the next episode. Persevere. The next episode, it'll probably be something simple. It'll probably be like a quick, it'll be a quick uh, tip or strategy. Um, it's been something in the middle of my mind lately that'll help you like 
cut through all the, the you know the noise in your head and just get results and just get things done um because i know i i don't i talk a lot about a lot of esoteric things on this podcast and i kind of want to narrow it down and make it more simple sometimes so with that being said i appreciate you so much for listening i'll see you in the next episode thank you